Welcome to ADHD Love Parent Talk, episode 76. Understanding how you're struggling, where you need help, why you do the things you do, that's really important for step one. Step two is taking care of yourself. Things like, I have to go to bed earlier for me to function. And then part three is asking for help. It's things like setting timers. My husband is always my checkpoint. Having him look at my plan and say, is this realistic for me to wake up, get the kids ready, out the door, and be at this place by this time? Usually his answer is no. Hello, and welcome to the ADHD Love Parent Talk podcast. If you felt like you had been walking your path alone as an adult with ADHD or as a parent with children with ADHD, you are finally home. I interview parents and professionals, including doctors, coaches, educators, and so much more so you can not only learn more information about ADHD, I also want you to have tools that you can put in your toolbox as you're going through your journey. Hey, my ADHD family, welcome to another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk. I am Yakini. Today, we are going to be talking about ADHD and time management. That is one of the things that I struggle with is time blindness. And so I actually saw a post that Patricia put up and I thought this would be a great topic to discuss with her. And just so you know, I actually discussed ADHD and financial management with her. So you can actually catch that video if you would like more information about Patricia and um, learn more about your finances and how you can get that together. So anyways, Patricia, welcome. Thanks for having me back. Yes, I'm excited that you're back. You're just a wonderful person. So I'm really excited to have you. Thank you. Absolutely. I was like, I agree. I mean, well, you were on mine twice. So I think we're right. <laughs> That's too funny. So please tell the audience a little bit about you. So I am an ADHD educator and I mentor moms who have ADHD themselves. So a lot of times we focus on our kids, which obviously we want to do, but also we need to be taking care of ourselves. So I really focus in on taking care of mom. How do we live life well when we have ADHD? And on top of that, we're trying to manage all of our, our tiny humans as well. And I do that through my podcast. So it's called motherhood and ADHD. And I teach classes and have programs where I help moms walk through, how do we set up our lives and live well when we have ADHD? That's awesome. And remind the audience, what were you diagnosed with? I have uh, an attentive type. Okay. So awesome. All right. So let's jump into the topic. So time management. Oh, and before we jump in, um, please, everybody, don't forget to hit that subscribe button below uh, if you want more content like this. So anyways, um, <laughs> I always forget that part. Okay. So, you got to remember that part. Exactly. So uh, what does, let's talk about time management. What does time management even mean? So I think a lot of times we have this misconception that it means we're supposed to be like scheduling out every single minute of our day and know exactly where every second is going. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's not what it is for me. It's about looking at my day and thinking about what is it that I want to accomplish today? What are my goals? What are my overall like values and intentions for the day and then making a plan that will help me execute that because i know that with adhd i have a horrible sense of time it's mm -hmm. terrible like 
I always tell people, if you stuck me in a room and said, Patricia, how long have you been here? I would have absolutely no clue how long you had gone and come back for. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't feel that passage of time. And I always thought that that was my goal is that I had to figure out how do I be more aware of time? How do I fix this problem that I like, how do I achieve this skill that I don't have? Mm -hmm. And in learning about my ADHD, I realized it's not about trying to like magically fix this like core competency that I don't have. Instead, it's how do I work with it mm -hmm. and figure out solutions that make sense for me so that I can still achieve things and still, you know, not let the whole day run away and not forget to pick up my kid from school. Um, but yet not putting this undue pressure on myself that I'm supposed to know how to feel time when I don't. So for me, it's about how do I create a plan and make a system that allows me to still be successful, knowing that I will never know how long 15 minutes is. That is so funny. I mean, we're going to talk about strategies or tips and, you know, towards the end, but yeah, I, I mean, I have to have alarms, you know, for me, I have to, yes. because 15 minutes, you're, that is exactly me. I do not know how much time has passed. So I have to set certain things like alarms um, to help me remember or hit the 15 minute mark. So yeah, I completely understand. So why is it difficult for um, some of us that have ADHD to even manage time? Oh, so many things. Um, there's a lot. There is an issue of, first of all, like prioritizing. For us, we don't automatically sort out what's most important mm -hmm. and deciphering that from what's most urgent. And we tend to like whack-a-mole through our day. Like one of my students said that and I was like, oh, that is the perfect analogy. It's like things pop up, we deal with them. Something else pops up, we deal with them. And we don't automatically filter what is most important and what has to get done right now. Mm. So that is really frustrating when you feel like, you know, I've done all this stuff today and you look back where you're like, was it really what I should have been doing today? I know it should, I hate the word should, but like mm -hmm. for you, like if you were trying to get certain things done and, uh, oh, I did a lot of stuff today, but I didn't pay that bill I needed to pay. I didn't make that phone call I needed to, to make today. Um, so that whole prioritization is hard for us when we look at our time. And a lot of times we don't think about that as a relationship to time, mm -hmm. but that, you know, time's always passing. And if we haven't set out to say like, this is what matters today, yeah. then all the other things that pop up that catch our attention and are shiny and whatever <laughs> appears, that's what gets our attention first. So that's one of the ways that just dealing with time is hard for us. Another one is transitions. We tend to stay in a, in an area until something pulls us out of it. So for example, like when it's time for bed, and we're doing something else, we just stay in this doing something else, even though it's time for us to transition to bed. So we have to have like a concerted effort, like a plan in place of how we are going to exit the Netflix uh, place or the playing on our computer place or the reading a book place, wherever we are, we have to have an, a strategy to 
stop that and switch tasks because our we just don't transition well we don't that task initiation is hard for us so like moving from one thing to another especially when we really enjoy what we're doing is really difficult then you know the flip-flop of that because you know adhd is a whole pile of um oh what's the word i'm looking for um when things are opposites or contradictions contradictions maybe okay it'll come to me in a second that's you know one of those things about adhd i'm like i see the word i feel the word i can't i can't locate the word um is that by the same token when we are doing something and we do get caught by something else and we our attention shifts and we start heading down this other path we're very susceptible to keep switching paths mm -hmm. so it's like this Ah, oxymoron. That's what I was looking for. It's the oxymoron of like, sometimes we're so set in this one place and we can't leave it. And then other times we keep switching and we never stick to the thing that we want to be doing at that point. So that um, both sides of that like, transition and task initiation make it difficult for us. And then you pile on the fact that we don't have a good sense of time and we don't know how much time has passed. Like all of these pieces layer on making it so much of a multi-layered problem it's not just i'm running late it's not just oh that wasn't important to me that's why i didn't do it it's all the pieces layered together and when you are in the moment a lot of times we we don't stop and pause and like survey the problem we're just in it and we keep going and we keep moving and our brain isn't able to find the solution when we're plowing through things. We have to take a step back and say, okay, I cannot figure out how to get to bed at a time that is healthy for me. Right. Whatever that looks like for you. It doesn't have to be a certain hmm? number. It's like when we step back and we say, okay, what are all the things contributing to this problem? What can I do to make a proactive plan? Like that requires us to stop step back analyze the big picture and our brains don't stop so creating those pauses for ourselves to allow our brains the space to marinate on a problem we usually find a solution when we do that we are very creative and we're very um like we can think outside the box and find those solutions when we stop to think about that <laughs> That is so true. You said a lot there that I can relate to. So let's talk about the whole transition to bed thing. Um, forever, I've had an issue with that. I mean, forever. And especially with kids, because I want to make sure that they go to sleep first before I go to bed. Because, you know, my kids like to sneak out every so often and pick up the phone and play a game. So I have to just watch things before I go to bed. But, I, but what happens is I have a second wind, I'm staying up and watching Netflix, and before I know it, it's like two o'clock in the morning, right? Literally. So lately, I have what I do now is I, when they go to bed, I shut everything down and I go to my room as soon as they go to bed. And then I start my transition and then I'll brush my teeth right away, get my pajamas on, and then I can start my transition a lot easier to bed. But I just started that recently. So for years, <laughs> I am sitting out yeah. on the couch, falling asleep or staying up till two. So yeah, I completely, completely understand that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was saying, and, and I like, I always feel like, 
I will be the first to admit that this is a huge problem for me. Like, please don't take this as a holier than thou moment. Like that's something that's really hard for me. And I'm the same way. Once I catch that second wind, I'm up till two, two 30. And all of a sudden I look around, I'm like, Oh, Oh, this isn't going to work because as, as parents, we usually have to be up pretty early. Like, I mean, some families get blessed with people that like sleeping or teenagers that eventually like sleeping. But, um, most of us, you know, when you have littles, they wake up mm-hmm. at a certain point, once they're in school, you have to be up for school. And for us to be up that late just isn't feasible anymore. We can't fly by the seat of our pants. Like we did when we were single and not responsible for other people. <laughs> and that's one of the layers that makes parenting with ADHD so much more difficult is that a lot of the coping mechanisms that we had before we had kids don't fit now because now we are responsible for infinitely more things for people that aren't on our own time clock that, you know, why not? Why can't you just do what I ask you to do? That's not how people work. Um, Here we are trying to manage our own ADHD, probably our kids. There's a good chance that if we have it, at least one of your kids has it. And, oh, it's like, it is really hard. So I also, I deal with these things. And this is something that I've actually been working really hard on just the last few weeks, because I realized that if I start down the path of the whole like second wind, I will not go to bed in a time that makes sense for me because like my son's in elementary school and we get up about six to be at school for a little after seven. So that has been a really hard transition for me because I am a night owl. I love working in the middle of the night, but I have to be real clear that this is how my ADHD looks. And we tend to have very addictive personalities. Sometimes that's for good things. And sometimes it is not. And when we see that wonderful thing that we want to go do, like, you know, even when it's something where we don't think like, oh, do I really want to go sit on Netflix? No, I don't, but I do. Like we can so easily get sucked in and like, you know, are you still watching? Sure. Yes. Hit that button. Um, I have to do the same thing like you were saying, is that when my kids go to bed, I stay in that mode of wrapping up for the day and like putting all the stuff away in the kitchen, getting myself ready for bed and then like migrating to the bed. Because if I start another thing, I have just set myself down another path. And that's a really hard piece to come to terms with. But when we learn about our ADHD and we know like what we have to work with and what we don't, these are the ways that we can stop being mad at ourselves for like, you know, why do I keep sabotaging myself and all these like shoulds. And I, you know, if I just go to bed on time, we can take all that away and say, you know what, this is just how my body is. My body would love to stay up later and get up later, but that is not the stage of life that I'm in right now. I just got to let this go and make different choices based on where I am at this point. Yeah. No, I but that takes that. a lot of self-reflection and understanding your ADHD and where you're going to struggle with it. Cause some people have no problem. They're like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Uh, I, I wish hey, I had that's nice. But 
you know, but then those people are doing with other parts of ADHD that are hard for them. So we all have our different flavors. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us, what are some strategies to help us, you know, move through time management? How can we make time management better for our ADHDers? So whenever I talk about ADHD, it's always the, the same three steps is one, learning about your ADHD, understanding not just your AD, not ADHD like as a whole. Yes, you need to know that, but also your flavor of ADHD. How does it affect you the most? Where are the parts that you struggle? So that's step one of understanding how you're struggling, where you need help, why you do the things you do. That's really important for a step one. Step two is taking care of yourself. So you know, things like I, I have to go to bed earlier for me to function as a good parent, like taking that, like that way of taking care of myself really matters. I have to be sleeping more than I am. So how are we taking care of ourselves? And then part three is asking for help. Um, and in this way, it is hard for us to ask for help. Um, how can we do that? It's things like, you mentioned earlier about like little things like setting timers. Like Alexa is my best friend. She keeps me on track for everything. I have a routine in the morning that runs when we're getting ready for school and she's the one keeping us on time because if it's up to me, all of a sudden, you know, 10 minutes later, we're talking about, you know, whether or not there people have actually gone into black holes and like, no, this is not science class. <laughs> this is time for eating breakfast and brushing your teeth. So, you know, she keeps me on schedule. That is a, like a way you can ask for help with that's not, you know, another person. Um, things like, um, when you go through and make your plan, asking somebody who is good with time to look through it and say, Hey, does this make sense? Like my husband is always my checkpoint. He's one of those people that's like, if you're, what's that saying? Like if you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. And if you're late, it's kind of whatever that saying is. <laughs> He's one of those people that's like, you should be early for everything. And it causes a lot of contention for us because I was late for everything before. I've made huge improvements in putting strategies in place, but it's still, you know, I, I still cutting it come close. But having him look at my plan and say, is this realistic for me to wake up, get the kids ready, out the door and be at this place by this time? Usually his answer is, no, <laughs> like that is not realistic. And getting that feedback of it, like, oh, here are the places where I tend to forget. Like for me, it's that I think I'm going to show up and just like magically teleport into the building. I don't think about like walking in, riding the elevator, like the whole parking process, like all that stuff that happens between like actually pulling up when Google says you will arrive and being inside, my brain doesn't realize that like minutes happen in between that. Mm -hmm. And so I now know that that is a place where I have to double check myself when I'm planning time is that, no, you cannot teleport in the building. How much time do you need to get through the parking garage, et cetera? Um, so reminders asking for feedback from people who actually understand minutes um, and then putting a plan in place for what makes sense for you. Like that's what I, why I teach my class for time management mastery for ADHD moms is that we create this plan that makes sense for you in your stage of life. And what does your family need? And like, how do you make time for all those little things that just pile up that you're like, 
I, I don't ever think about changing air filters or, you know, how do I keep up with laundry? Like creating all those systems in place that make sense for your brain. Because when we try to do the systems that everyone else is doing, they don't make sense to us. It's like, they're speaking French, we're speaking Spanish. It's just, it, it doesn't come together. It's like, right. well, they're kind of similar. They're both romance languages. I feel like I should know what you're saying, but somehow I don't like, it just doesn't make sense. So when we learn the strategies that make sense for our brains and how we think, and even if it doesn't look like what everyone else does, mm -hmm. that is where we can start to move into being like, I call it purposely proactive mm -hmm. instead of just reacting to everything and constantly feeling behind and panicked and overwhelmed because we can't seem to figure out what went wrong. It's because we didn't plan for us. We plan for this mythical other creature that's not living our lives. That is so real. That is so real. And the other thing that I was going to say that I struggle with is the shiny thing. So that throws me off all mm -hmm. of the time, especially at work in the type of job that I have. I have core things that I need to do, like projects that I need to complete. And those are, they do have deadlines. And then my everyday job, right? On top of that. So all of the everyday stuff are my shiny things. And it always pops up right. and I need, and they're like fires and I got to get them done right away. And that pushes <laughs> everything back that I need to do for my core projects, right? It never fails. It happens in my professional and it happens in my personal life. And now I'm a lot better at that. Um, but for a long time, it threw me for a loop. It's like, how can I fit all of this in? How can I do this? And in the beginning, when I started this path, I remember there are nights where I, I would be staying up late trying to catch up because of that reason, you know, because I would get all those shiny things done. And plus they were simple and quick, right? That's another thing. I love simple and quick things, things that have to, that I have to think about and takes me time. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. It just takes time. <laughs> so sometimes yes. I want to do those quick and simple things. So yeah, so I, I can totally relate to that. Well, and it's, you know, you can use those to your favor of like a lot of times those big like thinking projects, we need to like get into the groove before we start doing those things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the advice we get is, well, just do those big things first because, you know, you'll, you get that most important stuff done first. But our brains don't necessarily work like that. Like for me, I need to start like with the little things and I get rolling mm -hmm. and then it's like, okay, now I can't like, now I'm in like work mode and I can yeah. tackle this big thing. Yeah. But if I haven't planned for that, what I end up doing is my brain's like, oh, that's a hard task. Let me fiddle over here. Let me fiddle over there. And my brain takes me to do all this other stuff instead of getting that big thing done. And instead of saying, I'm going to do these three things first to get myself into work mode. And then I do yeah. the big thing. I piddle around and, and, and like, basically my brain's like avoidance, avoidance, ah, and it does a bunch of nothing instead of like purposefully planning my time to mm -hmm. make sense for my brain. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know that your brain works like that, then you're just mad at yourself because instead of starting your work, you scrolled Instagram for a while, you looked at some reels, you watched some TikTok, checked the email, called your best friend, and all of a sudden you're like, well, there went two hours and I didn't get anything done. Mm -hmm. So we have to work with our brains and it doesn't fit what everyone else is telling us to do, but that's okay. Yeah. 
it makes sense for us. And that's what matters. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to say when you were talking about like all those little things pop up is that we think that we have to get done 400 things today. And we plan 400 things today when realistically we had to have time for like five mm -hmm. and we don't give ourselves space to catch up on the things that we inaccurately estimated on. We are not going to accurately estimate these things for a while. Like that is a learned skill. We can get better at it, but until you do, we have to give ourselves that buffer space because we will never get done all of the stuff that we thought. And that's one thing I would say, like, I will shout out to Jessica Heimsoth. She's the one who taught me that where I was like, well, actually, uh, my husband used to tell me that and I wouldn't listen to him because he's my husband. <laughs> and then Jessica told me, and I started and doing like, it oh. and my husband's like, I have been telling you this for years and someone else tells you. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. So it's hilarious. that has been, that has been a, like a big game changer for me is not planning every single second and not thinking I can get done the whole to-do list of like, let's plan for this section right. and know that I'm going to probably need also this section. <laughs> And, um, and like that, then that, and like, that's how I teach what I teach is like creating that space for you to make your day fit you and your brain so that you're not always kicking yourself for all the things that you quote unquote wasted time on or didn't get done. You're working with your brain instead of against it. I agree with that. So is there anything that we didn't cover any last minute thoughts that you'd like to share with the parents? Ooh, um, I think if you are a parent who's listening, you don't have ADHD and you're thinking about you know, how this is in relation to your child. I think what I would just kind of put on a, uh, disclaimer is that when we are trying to manage our time well, and we are royally failing. Know that we are not doing it on purpose. Mm -hmm. We are not doing it to irritate you. Just like I was telling my husband, I'm like, I'm not purposely ignoring your advice. I just didn't put all the pieces together yet. Like I needed something else to make it all click. And we aren't avoiding the tasks on purpose. A lot of times our brain is taking us in places that we don't realize and when we can teach our kids those skills of how to work with their brains, we're not feeling like, oh, I'm like mad at myself for this. I didn't do this right. And like that whole shame narrative that comes with failure and how we're not doing what we want to do. When we start teaching our kids how to work with their brains and we're not angry at them for like purposely irritating us, then there's so much more space for growth and connection because like on both sides, I mean, I'm, I'm the parent and the ADHD -er, where I beat myself up so much more than what ever layer, like you're adding on to as the parent, like we, as the ADHD -er, are already struggling and kicking ourselves and mad at ourselves for whatever we screwed up. So like when we, as parents layer that on, yeah we're not actually helping the situation. And, and again, I do this, I do this too. So it's a, you know, I'm in it with you. Um, 
that's been a huge like area of growth for me is allowing my kids that space to um, grow and not me piling on. Because usually when I'm piling on, it's in the moment where I'm frustrated and I'm not realizing I'm piling on. Like we're not piling on on purpose. It's that um, we're frustrated and we're angry and like the words that fall out of our mouths are not the kindest. Um, know that your kid is not doing it on purpose to drive you insane and that um, there is hope and there are skills that we can learn to be able to not um, be so upset with ourselves and and be beating ourselves up in that negative narrator inside. Love that. So are there any resources out there that can that talks about ADHD and time management? That you can recommend? Um, well, I'll say my class. Um, mm-hmm. I have, Absolutely. I have an 11-week um, program for moms with ADHD called Time Management Mastery. And we walk through step-by-step, how do you understand your brain? How do we figure out, you know, where are the places where we're going to get stuck and we're going to get hung up? Whether that be, you know, parenting obstacles of like, somebody got the stomach flu. How do we adjust our day for that? Or like, ADHD things where it's like, oh, I'm still scrolling Netflix at two o'clock in the morning. Like, how do we deal with all those things where we know we're going to get off track? We will get off track. And once we understand how our brain works, then we can move into the, okay, now how do we set up a schedule that makes sense for us? How do we create daily routines and rhythms that are flexible so we don't hate them, but also still support us and are structured enough to give support to our day? Um, And man, I love these women in my community so much. They are making huge strides in really enjoying motherhood and learning to trust themselves and love themselves and start to rewrite that narrative that, you know, we accumulated through our whole lives of how we aren't good enough. And um, that's definitely the most rewarding part of what I do. So if you'd like to join us, um, everything's on my website and in true ADHD fashion, I kept it very simple. Everything is motherhood in ADHD. So that's the website. That's my Instagram handle. Everything's there. Um, and, uh, I say, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but we're actually, um, doing enrollment for time manager mastery right now. So if you want to join in, this is the time. So, So and it'll reopen in the spring if you, if you miss it. So. That is so cool. That's going to be a good program. You said it's 11 weeks. It's 11 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And we, really good. we have breaks in there because, you know, again, people get the stomach bag, mm-hmm. no days, whatever happens. And I have done my absolute best to set this up to make sense for moms gotcha. who have ADHD. So love that. I love that Patricia. And so, so you mentioned your website, you're on Instagram. You're, are you on anything else? Um, yeah, I'm on, I say I'm on Facebook and I'm really trying hard to avoid other social medias at this time. So <laughs> it just, you know, they're like little dopamine machines for ADHD yes, they are. and, yes, they are. um, so I'm, I'm raining it in. So, but Very yeah, good. the podcast you can find on any, um, any podcast, any podcast uh, app that you have on your phone. So, okay, perfect. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you again for coming. It's great, great seeing you. And I love this topic. So thank you again for coming on again. (laughs) Thank you.
Absolutely. All right, everyone, that closes up another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Bye. Bye, Patricia. Thank you for joining us on another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to leave a review and join me as I talk with another exciting guest next week. Have a wonderful day.